All right, man, we are live, man. Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. Um, this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. And um, having some te technical difficulties, but it's all good. We're going to go ahead and get this show on the road, man. Joining me, I got my very good friend, Brian Haskins. Yes, he is a Haskins. Yes, he is the cousin of Dwayne Haskins. And we went to school together at um, Clarksville, Tennessee, Austin P. And um, he's a big Giants fan. I remember when Dwayne got drafted, I tried to convert him over to outside. He came over for a little bit, but, you know, he's loyal to the blue. <laughs> he's loyal to big blue. What's good, Brian, man? Welcome to the show. Yo, yo, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Absolutely, man. So are you excited about this game or is it like desperation mode right now? Like what's the mood for you right now with your Giants and what we're trying to do? <laughs> man, I, I I think it's desperation mode, man. Um, I, I think this is it, you know, when it comes to the Giants, man. Um, I, I figured that, you know, with Daniel Jones getting the help that he needs on offense, mm -hmm. trying to uh, get him some more weapons and everything like that. That um you know we will be able to score more um, than what we did on Sunday against the Broncos, but um, as you can see, that turnover that he that he he did uh, later in the game, that fumble, it uh it hurt us. So um, if, if we don't pick up this you know this conference you know game right here, it was it's gonna be a long season. Hey, and you know what I call Daniel Jones, man? I call him Apple Turnover Pie. <laughs> Daniel Jones, like he's just Apple turnover Jones, man. He, he's just, you know, he, he's he has some talent. You can kind of see why, you know, the Giants drafted him. I'm so glad that my team didn't draft him. I mean, it was politics. It was politics that he went before Dwayne Haskins. But I felt that that quarterback class was not strong at all. I felt that quarterback class wasn't strong. Um, it was Haskins. Um, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, and Drew Locke. And if you look at everybody, where are they today? You know what I'm saying? It's like, who's really available? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it is what it is. I'm about to go ahead and switch on over to my main. And then I'm going to uh, hop off this one. All right. All right. This is what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> All right, man, we're good now. We're good now. We are good now. How is my sound? It's clear. Sounds good. It's clear? All right, good, 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 good. Got my background back here. Uh, let me go ahead and switch this thing up. All right, now we're good. You know, I had some technical difficulties, but, you know, we out here now. So, obviously, this is a big game for the NFC East. And you look at Dallas. Dallas looked pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Um, they fell short. You look at Philly. Philly looked really good. Everybody's saying Philly is the best team in the NFC East after one game versus the weak <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. So, right, right. I really don't – look, I think it's a three-team race between the football team, the Giants, and the Cowboys. And I'm not saying that just because you're on the show. I also think that the Giants have the second-best defense in this division. Yeah, Nick yeah. Dallas, they struggled last year with coverage. They're going to struggle again, and they just lost to Marcus Lawrence. 
So when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they are struggling for bodies. They're trying to figure things out. And so far, it's not working out for them. My question for you is, what is the biggest matchup come tomorrow night? Like, who on the Giants presents a tough matchup for the Washington football team? To be honest, man, I I don't think a lot of people um, may agree, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Sterling Shepard, man. I think Sterling Shepard showed, (laughs) you know, a lot, you know, um, against the Broncos on Sunday. You know what he's capable of doing. You know, I was talking to my brother about him, and um, when when he switched to number three, you you can tell it's going to be on, man, because that's the number that he wore when he was at Oklahoma. So. Yeah, I I figured that when he when he when he went back to that number, he was gonna put on that the the the, the tape the same type of you know uh, skill set that he had back at Oklahoma, man, and um, it showed it showed he was he was the one that stood out, you know what I'm saying on offense. Um, we'll, we'll see what Saquon does. They're still trying to take the time with him and everything, but you know I really do think that Sterling Shepard needs to step up and be you know that um, that 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 go to go to target where Daniel Jones can, can get out of certain situations. Yeah. And actually even in fantasy football, I'm big on Sterling Shepard this year. Like I've been saying it, I think he's the wide receiver for you guys that does the most. You have Kenny Galladay, who's a bigger body. He plays on the outside. He's a good red zone target. You have Slayton can do a little bit of both. And you have Kadarius Tony, which we don't even know what, what, you know, what to expect from Kadarius Tony. So the main guy to me is Sterling Shepard. And you're starting to see, what Shepard can do if he can stay healthy and he presents to me the toughest matchup. You know what I'm saying? We we're trying to figure out what's going on in the middle and Sterling is a guy that can go inside and out. I think like you said, he is the biggest matchup uh problem. So man, we got uh Ho in the building, man. Appreciate you hopping on the stream, Ho. Um he also said the Giants are without Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley. Is Saquon Barkley playing or is he not playing? What are you hearing from your sources, Brian? I'm I'm, I'm hearing that he was going to be limited. So um, he, he may or may not, especially with the short week. Um, and then, you know, like I said, he's, he's still coming back. He was, he was just cleared, you know, like a day or two right before the game on Sunday. So um, – the ACL is a is a big you know is a big thing to overcome. He was able to at least get cleared in a in a really good time, which was very very impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, dating back to Adrian Peterson. You know, so um, yeah, I mean, if he if he doesn't go, I mean, it's definitely going to be on Daniel Jones as we you know was supposing anyway. You know, to begin the first couple of weeks of the season, right. And uh, Tico also says the Giants O-line looks suspect. Like, do you agree with that statement? Uh, I, I definitely agree. Um, <laughs> as you can see, you know, <laughs> behind me, you know, you got Florida State, you know, right behind me and everything like that. that's one of my, you know, one of my college teams along with Rutgers. And the, the Giants, man, they, they've been suspect for, for several years now. Um, and we, it, it seems like no matter who we pick, they can't gel together uh, or, they're, or they're just not, you know um, – living up to the the standard that we need them to you know so right yeah most definitely like um you remember who's that guy that you guys drafted that left tackle was it andrew thomas uh from georgia yeah 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 thomas yeah how is he doing man like is he well, becoming I mean, what you guys thought he was gonna be or is he suspect like i mean what's the because i haven't really watched him play 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's right now it's still up in the air. I mean, you know, he's he's he's. I think if we look back at the stats from last year, he was one. He was mm-hmm. he was one of the worst tackles out there. Uh, I mean, he he, he <laughs> gave a majority of the the sacks that that we had on Daniel Jones. Um, and I mean, I, I remember that one uh, um, picture or whatever like that that you that you sent us in the group chat of him taking mm-hmm. on um, your, Chase your, Young. Yep, Chase Young. And I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We was going back and forth. I was like, yeah, that's gonna be a good message. But right. yeah, Chase, Chase Young is, <laughs> has has gone over and beyond the hype and everything like that, man. Dude, dude's a dude's a beast. Um, but I, I I think that you know he 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 has a lot of work to do. He really does. He has a lot of right. work to do, Thomas. Right. And you know what? The whole like the funny thing is it wasn't even you. See, I didn't come after you. I came after the Giants fans that were on Twitter going crazy, talking right. all this trash, talking about, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying uh, Andrew Thomas is going to handle Chase Young. And they started pulling up videos from the past. See, that's where like I got kind of mad. I'm like, nah, nah, this, this can't happen. You know what I'm saying? And obviously we've seen the different matchups versus the Washington football team. And, and, and we see that the football team has come out defensively and done some things, but it seems like the two games we played last year in particular, we saw that football team had the game, you know what I'm saying, should have had the win, and then it almost seemed like last second, last minute, something happens where it's like a missed two-point conversion and then the Giants win the game or Daniel Jones scrambles for like 60 yards and trips on his toe, you know what I'm saying? So (laughs) (laughs) it's just been a lot of different things. And even that catch that Terry had versus you guys, that was amazing. Matter of fact, shout out to my main man, Terry McLaurin. Um, Today's his birthday. Um, So shout out to Terry. He's the next guy to get paid by the Washington football team. I think that Terry McLaurin is going to be a superstar in this league. And it's just only a matter of time. I think the guy has had so many quarterbacks. I, in three years, the guy has had so many quarterbacks from Haskins to Keenum to Alex Smith, uh, uh, Mark Sanchez, Sanchez, Sanchez <laughs> uh, De- uh, uh, Josh Johnson, you know what I'm saying, Heineke. I mean, Fitzpatrick, the, the list goes on and on and on. The guy's yeah. had maybe up to 10 quarterbacks in three years. And – you know, he had a press conference. I didn't really listen to it, but I heard the fans talking about, like, you know, he just wants a steady quarterback. And you being a college guy, we're going to get into some of the quarterbacks coming out next year to see what both of our teams can do because it seems like Daniel Jones is probably not the answer. And then it's starting to look like the football team need an answer <laughs> rather quickly, rather sooner than later. So – uh, we've we've talked about the biggest matchup for the Giants being Sterling Shepard versus the Washington football secondary. And we've talked about the weakness that you guys have, which is that offensive line. Now I'm going to talk about the strengths for the Washington football team. And then you can, you know, you can chime in at, at, at any point. So obviously the strength of the football team is the pass rush. If you looked at the game last week, or if you peeped the game last week, you saw that we went against a quarterback that's very good, that's better than, you know, Daniel Jones and the Washington football team's quarterback combined. What was interesting was Justin Herbert is a smart, smart player. He had two turnovers, but he's still a smart player, and he was able to get the ball out of his hands rather quickly, and that's something that Daniel Jones struggles with, decision-making, getting the ball out of his hands quickly, and then without a Saquon Barkley, or a limited Saquon Barkley, 
is really going to hinder, you know, what the Giants can do. If Daniel Jones was holding the ball, it can be a problem. Oh, yeah. For you guys. If Daniel Jones is, is breaking contain, coming out of the pocket, you know, pocket is collapsing and he goes off through the middle, that can be dangerous for us. If, if Daniel Jones is scrambling, that's where we start to scramble on defense like, you know, what's going on? Because linebacker play for the football team, believe it or not, is not strong at all. So what do you think that Daniel Jones need to do to counter what we're trying to do? Because we're trying to come after him. You guys just lost one of you guys is uh, starting right guard or left guard. I don't know which one it is, but he's not going to be available. You know what I'm saying? They brought out the list and said Saquon hasn't practiced all week. He's limited. And then you guys are starting guard is out. So with what we're trying to do, which is we're trying to get after the quarterback, we're going to send four, we're going to send five, and sometimes we're going to send six. Sometimes we're going to blitz because defensively we couldn't get off the field on third downs. Daniel Jones knows that. You guys have the weapons to counter that. And I think that you guys are going to throw the ball. In terms of running the ball, I don't know what you guys are going to do. I don't, I don't even know what Saquon looks like. So it's going to be a passing attack for you guys. What does Daniel Jones need to do to counter – for this front four, front seven is going to be coming after him all night. It's it's going to be what we what we've been saying since he came into the league. Protect the ball. He's he's got to protect, protect the ball, ball regardless. I mean, he, I mean, as we right. seen, you know, just the other day. I mean, I brought it up earlier. He went on ahead. He, he made a nice little scramble, but he he didn't protect the ball. Lost it. You know, mm. what I'm saying when we, I mean, when we was right there in red zone, have a, a chance to put up at least three, you know, on mm-hmm. the board, but. Right. He he has to, he has to be able to do a better job of protecting the ball. And if he can't protect the ball, it, the, the the Giants are they're just not going to be in position to stay in the game with anybody. Right. And that's a good point that you make. Um, the Giants. So you guys are an intriguing team because defensively, you guys went out, got a Dory Jackson. Who Titans fans, we both live in Nashville, Tennessee. Titans fans, they dog him out all the time. They say Adoree Jackson sucks. Adoree Jackson is this. What has been your take on Adoree Jackson this year? Has he even lived up to the hype? Is he even healthy? Have you seen him? Well, I mean, from what I've seen, uh, he, he, he's been up and down. Um, he was making some good strides, but then he got his, he had a minor setback um, with that injury right before, um, towards the end of camp. So we, okay. we don't we don't know what to expect. That's why I think that we kind of went a lot, you know, heavy on defense in the draft this year, um, because we, we don't we don't know what we're going to expect from Adore. We don't know what we're going to expect from um, a lot of the safeties and corners that we that we, that we have currently on the roster. So, but we, right. we, we I think we got a lot of talent. We got a lot of depth. Um, so um, we we just we I think everything kind of rides off of uh, Logan Ryan and uh, Bradbury right now. So uh, and then and then and then lead, yeah and Bradbury in the, in the leadership of uh of Peppers. So once 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 we're able to get a nice little sink in, man, I think that the secondary is gonna be fine. But uh, that front seven is where is where a lot of our our meat comes from. So we'll we'll see how it goes. And speaking of Bradbury, man, he was y'all's big money guy. You know, a lot of Washington fans wanted Bradbury. I think Bradbury is good. I think he might be a little bit overrated. But he did – look, I'm not going to lie. He had a great season last year. He shut down a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and even matching up, like, 
Sometimes he's going to be on Terry. Sometimes he's not because Terry's going to be moved all over. And if you can move Terry away from Bradbury and, you know, go against some of your other corners, even if it's a Dory or, you know, working in a slot. So Terry's going to be moved all over the field. A guy that I want to talk about is Dayami Brown. I don't know if you're hip on, on Dayami Brown. He's from North Carolina. Um, he averaged like 20, 20 yards per catch. Oh, yeah. North yeah, Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, speedster, six foot, plenty swag. Problem was, in game one, they try to force feed him the ball. The guy can go deep. The guy can go deep. He can run some routes. He has a potential to, to have a Terry McLaurin-type impact in his rookie season. Curtis Samuel was brought here to be the number two, and he's on IR right now. So a lot of Washington fans are saying, oh, he's a bust. How can a guy that's been in the league for a while, or is it the signing is a bust? So, you know, fans are mad. You know how it is. You yeah. you know, you pay big money. That's not your money, but you pay big money to some guys and things don't work out. And then, you know, fans start to get mad. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see what our wide receiver group can do versus your secondary. The Giants do have an improved pass rush. That's an area that the Giants can attack the football team. Because if you yeah. look, the offensive line, both Leno and Cosme both struggled versus Joey Bosa in the pass rush of the Chargers. Luckily, we only gave up one sack, I believe. But if you look at that game, it was it was looking it was looking somehow. You know what I'm saying? It was looking somehow, but at the end of the day, we were able to pull this thing off. There's a stat that I want to share about Terry, but while I pull that up, I want you to talk to me about you guys' pass rush and what Washington football fans can expect from the Giants come Thursday night. Oh, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because when I was looking at the, you know, the offseason stats, like what you said, you mentioned earlier in the show that um, we're I, I, I agree. I think that we're second behind you guys in regards to the defense. And it's primarily because of the improved, de- um, you know, to that pass rush that we was able to get towards the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Williams actually, you know, he, he showed the reason why, you know what I'm saying? We went on ahead and we made that, 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 that switch and getting him from the jets, you know, he, he came right. across and, and, um, he, he, he gave a spark, you know what I'm saying? On that D line. And, um, I think Dexter Lawrence, you know what I'm saying? Is that, is that, is that new Thompson man that we, that we had, you know, before, you know, before we traded him. So he's a big guy that can plug up the middle. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying? And then you got, you know, Williams on on the outside that can still, you know, cause contain and Rutgers on the outside. So um, it, it, I think everything has to be led by that D-line. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think Martinez can do a great job as far as leading the linebackers. Oh, um, yeah. And, and, I forgot and, and about getting, Martinez, yeah, man. man. You know, Blake, I mean, he's, he's attacking the team, you know. So, you know, if, if, if that front seven can do what they need to do, and cause pressure. Um, I, I think I think we can we can we can do a good job as, as far as you know containing your wide receivers in that in that run game as well. So it's it's all based off of them. Absolutely. So I put up a stat today um, about Terry McLaurin versus the Giants. You know what I'm saying? He's played three career games so far versus the Giants. And uh, let me pull it up. It says Terry McLaurin. See him here, the beast that he is. Says Terry McLaurin has scored. Hold on, I don't know why it's um, okay. So Terry McLaurin has 21 catches, 275 yards, and has scored one touchdown in three games versus the Giants in his career. So on average, he's averaging seven receptions a game. 
He's averaging almost 92 yards per game versus the Giants. Now, those stats alone are as solid as it comes. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're talking 90. If any receiver getting 90 yards a game, like that, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? You, like you can't beat that. You can't beat that. That's like elite status. You know what I'm saying? A guy like Julio in his prime is averaging like, you know, 100, or, you know, over 100. You know, so right, to right. get 90 and to only be in the lead, this is his third season. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing. So my question for the Washington football fans, and Brian, you can answer this, actually. So over under, does Terry get seven or more receptions? Does he get over seven or under seven? What do you think? I'm going over. Come tomorrow night. I'm, I'm going over. Yeah, same. I, I think <laughs> same. I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going over. I'm and I, I. I don't. I don't. You know. I'll be surprised if he goes under. I'll be very surprised. Yeah. And the only reason why I'll be surprised is, is if the 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 Giants D line can get to the quarterback. If they can get the Heineke, they can rattle him and everything like that. Then he won't mm -hmm. get. You know, what I'm saying at least seven. But right. if he's able to get time, you know what I'm saying, and and and, and he and he's able to, you know what I'm saying, dissect dissect that off. I mean that that uh, secondary, uh, he, he'll have at least ten. I think right, right, right. Ten. And and the beauty of the whole thing is, since Heineke has taken over, like he's played like last year, he played a few quarters here and there, taking over for Haskins, and the whole Haskins things happened. So he, you know, got that, you know, got that uh, start in the playoffs versus the Bucks, and he played well and almost surprised and almost shocked the world in beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know that I was excited at that time. I was like, if Heineke the franchise, you know, making a franchise guy, a lot of us were saying that. But after seeing some things in preseason, and the reason why I liked Ryan Fitzpatrick more was that he can see the field quicker and he can make those deep throws. He can make those throws. With Heineke, I'm going to see if he can make those throws. Like, he didn't get a lot of reps as the number one in camp. So I don't know if it's going to affect his connection with guys like the Yami Brown or like, I know he has a connection with Cam Sims. He definitely has a connection with Cam Sims and he has a connection with Terry. There was a pass that was thrown to Terry on Sunday. I don't know if you saw it on sports center. They threw this pass. Let me try to find it while I'm talking. They threw this pass, right? Terry McLaurin caught this ball. And he didn't even see it coming. <laughs> he did not see this ball coming. And he look, he said that it was such an amazing play. He said that he just focuses on the ball and not who's around him. You know what I'm saying? So that was yeah. one of the best catches uh come Sunday. Here it is right here. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna play it so that everybody can see. Saw so a similar call and then watch this catch. I mean, watch this concentration. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spectacular yeah, that was job, man. though. I, I really thought it was big. I... <laughs> Jay, how did There's he the catch? Getting beat. He grabs Bruh. him, hooks him. Saw a similar Bruh, call. That was bananas, man. I mean, watch his concentration. Let me go ahead and pause it real quick. Spectacular job, though. Yeah, that was the catch. Uh, <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, it was a big play, and that's what Terry's going to give you. He's going to give you big plays. Uh, the second part for uh, this Terry question is, since he's averaging about 92 yards a game versus the Giants, over under 92 games versus your squad come Thursday night. See, <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to get the catches. 
I'm, but I'm iffy on the yards. I'm, I'm, I'm iffy on the yards. I'm, I, I may go under on that one. Um, I, I do believe that he'll get the catches. It's just that um, we're, I think they're going to do a better job as far, as far as trying to make sure that he doesn't get the big play. So Look, it, it may, right it may be you, under man. on that one. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Like, I, I put the same exact thing. I said, um, I think he'll get seven catches for sure. Like, I think he's going to be targeted 10 to 15 times. He was only targeted four times last game, and it was only because Heineke came in the game and made it, made that connection with Terry. In the first quarter, they went to Dayami Brown and other guys, and they didn't go to guys like Terry. They didn't go to Logan Thomas, who Logan Thomas has a nice stat line. Versus you guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had a touchdown versus you guys. Cam Sims, another one that had a touchdown versus you guys. So it seems like the football team is going to be able to use their bigger wide receivers if we get into the red zone, and yeah. we're going to throw that thing up. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to throw it up. We're going to throw it up, and we're going to make you guys defend that. And I think that's something that we've been successful at, which is throwing that ball to a guy like Logan Thomas, so he can use his big frame. Cam Sims is another one. And who knows if the team elevates Antonio Gandy-Golden. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But they're definitely going to try to use their bigger wide receivers and their bigger tight ends in the red zone. And that could cause a problem for you guys. Um, Especially, see, you guys have game planned for um, Fitzpatrick probably, you know, way ahead of time. And now it's Heineke. I'm pretty sure you guys have a scout team, somebody, because he, he, look, he, he will run. Heineke gives me Doug Flutie type vibes. And that's one of the reasons I like this kid. He's not a kid. He's actually old. (laughs) He's actually old. But we always think that he's young just because he's new to the game. Um, Josh says, will LT have more than one touchdown versus the G-Man? I think Logan Thomas will be lucky to have a touchdown. I don't know. I don't know where the touchdowns come from. Uh, the football team is going to need at least 21 points to have a shot at winning this game. And we're going to have to keep the Giants down 20. Like, we're going to have to keep the Giants under 20 points to have a shot. Like, so far, I'm not confident in the offense. I have not seen offense. I Look, scoring more than 21 points for the football team is going to be tough, especially against a tough defense. We saw what the Giants defense was able to do to Tom Brady last year. We both saw it. This Giants defense is pretty good. Blake Martinez, pretty good. So with the Giants being stacked on defense, like I believe more in the Giants defense more than other Washington fans, and it's and it's it's crazy to me. But the truth is the truth. I keep it real. Um, my question to you is, with Martinez, right? Is he better against the pass, or is he better against the run? Talk to me. Based on what I've seen, and then you know what I not only with the Giants but with the but with the uh, the Packers as well, it seems mm-hmm. to me he's better on the run. Okay. Um, I seen I seen one play that 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 stuck out to me when they played against the uh, the uh, Broncos, and mm-hmm. he 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 got sucked in on a play action and was lost when he when he wanted <laughs> trying to get back in the coverage. So I was like, man, this 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 guy, man, he he needs to stick into the run game. And um, it, we, we haven't had a Pierce in a while, you know. Pierce was able to go ahead, and he 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 was he was great on the you know on coverage, but he was also there, man, and on the on the run you know game as well. So um, I think Blake Martinez can can be that. I think he just yeah. needs to be patient, you know. what I'm saying and not get sucked in when it comes in on that play action. 
Absolutely, man. If you guys are tuning into the show, whether you're watching on Facebook, whether you're watching on Twitter or YouTube, please hit that share button to get this out to the masses. Whether you're a football team fan, whether you're a Giants fan, it's still pretty good NFL talk. And who knows? Maybe you have some knowledge and might be able to get you on the show in the future to even talk some fantasy football as well. Um, I'm going to answer this question by Joshua, this comment, and then we're going to pivot to the next topic. It says the Giants couldn't stop the Broncos. Do we think the Broncos' offense is better than ours? So, Brian, I'm going to let you answer this question first, and then I will talk about it. So he's talking about the Broncos' offense. We're talking about an offense that had Jerry Judy, an offense that had Cortland Sutton coming off of injury. You have Melvin Gordon, Javante Carter. You got Noah Fant and Albert O. So that's uh, uh, K.J. Hamler. That's an offense right there. So you talk to me. Do you think the Broncos' offense is better than the Washington football team's offense? You know, I, I, I mean, I, I think that's a really good question, man. And um, I'm I'm going to have to say that that they are. I'm going to say the Broncos. I agree. You know, I agree. It's not even. Better. It's not even a question. It's not even no. a question. Like they got us at pretty much at every single position. Like you talk quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is a journeyman. Fitzpatrick Heineke journeyman. It's about even, or you one might have a slight edge over the other. You look at the wide receivers as a whole. The Broncos have a better wide receiver core than Washington. Like until the Yami Brown starts producing, until Curtis Samuel is healthy, I'm going. I, I what can I go off of? I can't go off of anything. I've seen Corlin Sutton. I've seen what Jerry Judy can do. I, I haven't seen these new guys that we've brought in. Adam Humphreys. What what did he do last game? So I agree with you. Like Broncos offense is better to me than the Washington football's offense. And even play calling and design is better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Like, Scott Turner, you got to show me something. You got to show us something, man. Like, you wanted your quarterbacks. You, you're getting the kind of guys that you like. Not only that, Scott Turner would probably be able to do some certain things with Heineke that he can't do with a Fitzpatrick. Look, all these play actions – can turn into some nice long runs for the quarterback. And it's all going to be about how the Giants are able to contain. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've seen Heineke throw the ball deep, but I don't think he has a better deep ball than Fitzpatrick. And if you compare Heineke and Teddy Bridgewater, I'm going to go Bridgewater because I know who Bridgewater is. I'm still learning who Taylor Heineke is. Like, Washington Mm -hmm. football fans might get mad about that statement, but at the end of the day, what have we seen other than a few quarters of football? Like, we've only seen, like, how many games out of this guy? So, you know, so, okay, when you compare the running game, right, we have Antonio Gibson. We have Jared Patterson backing up. Antonio Gibson had two fumbles on Sunday and lost one. So that's good. that's a huge issue. So if you're talking about Blake Martinez being an asset in the run defense game, Antonio Gibson better learn how to, you know what I'm saying, protect that ball. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Losing Peyton Barber. Antonio Gibson is the guy that went on deploying to go get those tough yards, those third and ones, those those fourth and ones. So he's learning how to become a true running back. You're talking about a guy who played wide receiver at Memphis and was converted to a running back. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So talk to me about we know what Blake Martinez can do in the run game. And you guys did draft a – Edge rusher from Georgia, Olajiri. I think that's his name. Did you guys draft Olajiri? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I think that, that's you guys. And I think he's been doing some pretty good things. Talk to me about this 
young kid is he starting? Like, uh, what should we be looking for? Because from everybody that I talk to, they tell me that, that the kid can ball. So talk to me about Olajiri and what he might be able to present as a matchup problem for us come Thursday night. Yeah, I, I think I think he comes um, with a a different type of skill set. He's I think he's more so of a hybrid of a defensive end and a and a linebacker, you know. So um, he's 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 quick off the ball. He's smart um, when it comes to you know realizing you know what's in front of him, um, and he and he's uh, he's strong. Um, so um, Georgia has a lot of you know breeds you know what i'm saying that mm-hmm. that we've definitely picked up over the years um right. so they, they they produce a lot of great linebackers dns mm-hmm. um and everything like that so but yeah they, this i think this guy is going to be one of the the, the the better ones that we've gotten over the, the past recent years um right. as far as drafting from from georgia and i think that was you guys' biggest need last year was pass rusher like i mean yeah i had a guy was it Mar- marquise golden yeah yep he yeah went back and to i think yeah, y'all let him go. So it's like, y'all needed this pick. And I know Titans fans wanted all Algeria, and then he went to you guys. I was laughing at the Titans fans because <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what they were doing. Now, um, man, I had a question. It just slipped my mind. So for you, being a former running back, you played some running back, and what other positions did you play growing up? So I played, of course, I played running back, but also played, uh, believe, it or not, believe it or not, I played middle linebacker um, back in my peewee day. So I played middle <laughs> that's linebacker. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's then, what's up. Um, so, okay, go ahead. Oh, and then the last, I mean, and um, then in high school, I played running back, and then I played uh, strong safety. So, nice, nice. So for you being a former running back, this is what I want to hint at. Are you familiar with Jared Patterson? He played in Buffalo. He's the guy that had eight touchdowns in one game. No. Okay, probably not familiar. But Jared Patterson is a smaller guy. No offense. He's similar to you, bro, and that's why I, I I was trying to make make the connection. He's a smaller guy, he's probably like five six, maybe around there, yeah. five six, five seven. But he's a smaller guy. But the guy is a pure running back. This dude right here, even last year in limited uh, games, I think he played six games or seven games, and this guy had a thousand yards and had up to eight to ten touchdowns. I don't even know the stats right now off the off the top of my head, but Jared Patterson is a pure running back, and he was a guy that, you know, went undrafted, um, and he, he was even telling teams, don't draft me. I want that opportunity to play for the Washington football team, and Chase Young was vouching for him because him and Chase Young grew up together and played ball together in Maryland. So uh, when you get a chance to check him out, man, yeah, his yeah. style of running, he's like a, a body type of a Ray Rice Maurice Jones drew in that I'm not saying he's those guys, but his body type, his run style reminds me a lot of those guys. Some people say Darren Sproles, a little bit of Darren Sproles. Yeah. I don't see too much see too much Darren Sproles. I see more so Maurice Jones Drew and Ray Rice. And he okay. was on an interview on a podcast with somebody and he said those exact same type things. So I'm looking forward to him helping Antonio Gibson a lot this year. Um I'm looking for maybe it'll be nice if they can get a 70-30 split out the backfield and then work a way up to a 60-40. You know, I know a lot of fantasy people are like, no, we don't want Antonio Gibson taking carries and things of that nature. But um, that's definitely a place that I want to try to exploit the Giants if I can. 
get that running game going. Antonio Gibson looked great on Sunday. He ripped off nice runs, like 27-yard runs and gains of like I think he averaged um uh, I think 4.5 yards per carry. Yeah. Um he could have averaged up to six yards per carry, but you know, some some runs didn't go as planned. And then that fumble, that costly fumble. So if we can establish that run and then hit you guys with a play action or two, the game can get interesting. Game can definitely get interesting. What are you looking forward to seeing out of your team offensively come Thursday night? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm it's 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 a Thursday night game, man. I'm really hoping that it's not a boring game. That's that that's that's just the one thing that I'm hoping that it won't be. It's 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 the NFC East. For years we've been talking about how the NFC East man has 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 been one of the most uh, dominant, you know, conferences in the league. You know, for years. You know, you mm-hmm. had the Cowboys, man, that was running it, you know, in the 90s. You had the Giants that was winning it here and there. Redskins, you know, with their history, you know. So um, I just hope that with this spotlight that we have on a Thursday night, that it's not a boring game and that we can actually show that the NFC East can be, you know, what what the, 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 bigger, the big East, you know, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. So, but um I, I want to see more of the offense more than anything. I want to see the offense actually get going with Daniel Jones, get 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 Kenny Galladay going, uh, get Sterling Shepard, you know, out there um, working the seams, uh, use this, u- utilize the speed of Slayton, and um, you know, Kadarius Tony. You know, what I'm saying try and get these playmakers out there, and uh, Jones just take care of the ball and do what he needs to do. Hey, you know what's so funny? Y'all gonna need y'all playmakers. You know why? Cause y'all are missing Evan Ingram once again. You know, y'all y'all need to cut ties with Evan Ingram after this season. This guy is made out of peanut brittle, bro. If you scratch this guy, he's on IR for seven weeks. <laughs> yeah, the guy I, is so soft, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, was, I was glad that we got you know Kyle Rudolph. You know because yeah. I I think you know I think he really to me he's he he'll be our new Shockley. And man, dude, I love Shockley, man. Mm-hmm. Shockley, man, he was he was he was you know just energetic. You know, what right. I'm saying he was he was feisty. You know, mm-hmm. he he came from when the U was back. You know, what I'm saying so he brought exactly. that energy. You know, what I'm saying there, mm-hmm. man. So I think that Kyle Rudolph can bring that same type of you know tenacity to the Giants, and he has, and I think he has a few more years. So we'll, we'll, right, we'll right. see how it goes. My only knock with Kyle Rudolph is that he is so slow. But you don't have to be fast to play tight end. You got to know man. how to find the seams, find yeah. the holes. And look, Whit- look, he catches look everything. Look what Witten has done with the, with, the, with the Cowboys for years. <laughs> Bro, I can outrun Witten. I can put my money on that. I know I can outrun Witten. And I'm not fast anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I know I can outrun Witten. But the thing about Rudolph is even though he's slow, he has some really good hands. He catches everything. Yeah. He catches everything. He's one of the most sure-handed tight ends in the league currently. Um. I knew that we won't be able to get past this episode without talking a little bit about your cousin, but um, <laughs> Josh, Josh is asking. He's a, he knows that we're talking Giants and Washington, but he's curious to know what you think, Brian. He says, "Do you feel that Dwayne Haskins is in a good position behind Big Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh?" Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's crazy because um, you know I found out probably about two days prior, you know, that he was actually going to the Steelers. You know, say it's like that before it all came out, mm-hmm. and um, I I think it's probably the best position for him. Um, when he got drafted by, you know, when they were the Redskins at the time, you know, the football team, um, it it just wasn't set up for him. Um, Gruden was talking about how he didn't want him, but exactly. then you know the you know the, the the office wanted him, and it was just it was it was too much going on for him. I think that um, 
you know, a lot of pressure was brought up, was brought on to him by himself, but mm-hmm. uh, but also by you know the football team as well. So I think that just this new start for him, um, hopefully getting out of a uh, different situation. Um, and then you know Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has a great character. You know, what I'm saying yep. somebody who is well respected throughout the league. Um, so I think that um, he can be a great mentor um, along with Big Ben. You know, what I'm saying and put him in a position for him to be successful. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I think I think it is a good position for him. Absolutely. I mean, it's the low risk, high reward for the Steelers if everything pans out for him. And I know like they have Mason, they have Mason Rudolph, you got Haskins. So they still have uh Dobbins from Tennessee. Yeah, Josh Dobbs. Yeah. yeah Josh so, Dobbs, Dobbs. Yeah, he got hurt. So I mean oh. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, open he's the there. door. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Open the door. So yeah, hopefully Dwayne Haskins is able to maximize his opportunities. Um, let me pick another comment real quick. Since I hope it's not boring game as well. Yeah, I, I hope it's a good game, man. Yeah. I, I'm getting out to the game. I'm going to the Thirsty Turtle in uh, Antioch. So, Brian, if you're free, come on. I know you're further out, but hey, if you're free, I'll be at the Thirsty Turtle watching the game tomorrow nice. with some uh, other Washington fans. You know what I'm saying? We're going to take over the whole Thirsty Turtle. It's, it's some Washington <laughs> fans here in Nashville, and I'm starting to find them. So usually, if there's a, a primetime game, they usually show up out there, okay, and um, you know have a good time. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, he says I'm scared of Kyle Rudolph because he's a good tight end. He is a good tight end. Like yeah. I said, he's slow, but he catches everything. He's a guy that you got to watch for if if it's a red zone opportunity. I do not want to see the Giants inside the twenty. I mean, they can do some things if if Sterling Shepard is running this way and Galladay is going that way. That you know, those are just weapons that they can throw the ball to in that red zone. Uh, so that's an area I think you guys can exploit. But I'm just hoping that this defensive line is able to apply pressure. Look, Washington football fans have been roasting this this defense. It says some people are saying this defense might not be as elite as they think it is. So, Brian, before we get off here, I want you to give me your keys of the game. I'm going to give you my keys of the game, and I'm also going to share my screen one more time and show you what people are saying about their keys of the game in terms of what they're expecting. So give me your keys of the game for your team. What do the Giants need to do to secure this victory come Thursday night? So the first thing I'm going to go offense since I'm an offensive type of guy. Um, they definitely got to be able to protect the ball. You, you cannot turn the ball over. So whether it's Daniel Jones, if it's Saquon Barkley, you know, um, if it, I mean, any, any of our playmakers on offense, they, they, they got to be able to, to secure the ball. Um, secondly, I'm about to say, you know, is the D line, the D line, um, it, it just, just, just say who is the best, you know, is it, is it Washington or is it going to be the giants? Cause it's, cause it, mm-hmm. cause in the East it's between them two. And then lastly, right. it's, it's, I think the lastly is going to be field position. You know what I'm saying? They've, you got to be able to set, you know, um, both offense up with, with field position. So if the defense can go and make stops the way they need to, and then, um, you know, probably get some nice returns here and there on punt return or kick return, get your offense in the best position to actually be able to score. So those those are going to be my three key three keys of the game. Awesome, man. Those are some pretty good keys and pretty good ones right there. Um, let me see. Let me read a few comments here before I go ahead and share my screen. Since Rudolph was injury prone the last few years with the Vikings, absolutely. He's a guy that's injury prone. Um, but when he's healthy, he's pretty good. Is Saquon going to play? Uh, we talked about it. Um, Brian says that he's going to play, that he's limited. 
for me as a fantasy player, I have Saquon in two leagues. He fell to me in the second round, which is which is crazy. Late second round, almost third round. That Saquon Barkley fell because of the injury. So I, I scooped him. It's a high risk. I mean, low risk. No, it's a high risk, high reward, actually. Yeah. So uh, as for me, I'm not starting Saquon. I don't like to start people against my real team, but at the same time, it's fantasy. Sometimes I, I got to do what I got to do. I yep. am starting Sterling <laughs> Shepard. I'm starting Sterling Shepard, but I'm not starting Saquon just because I don't want him to get there, get hurt, or play two plays and they take him out, and then I'm stuck with like a goose egg <laughs> on the screen, right. you know, on the score. But I'm going to share my screen, like I said, one more time, and I'm going to talk about the keys to the game from the football fans. You know, I put out a tweet. And, um, you know, these guys were able to share their opinions. Part of uh, the YouTube channel, Talking Sports with Manny, I love to interact with uh, people who love to talk sports, whether it's my team, another team. So I'm always asking questions. So I asked the question this afternoon, keys to the game. So Shelly says, prepare and execute. I like that. We got to prepare. Uh, hopefully we are prepared. I mean, we've been preparing, what, all summer, right? You know, all off season. It's time to start seeing those fruits. Um, you know, Heineke, I hope you're ready. I hope you're prepared. This is your chance. You have eight weeks to win this job and say, I am the quarterback for the rest of the season. It's going to be a tough schedule. If you can come out four and four, I'll be satisfied. The schedule is super tough, but I think he's equal to the task. Then um, HTTR for life, he says, he says, play a mistake-free game. We will beat them. Look, if the Washington football team plays mistake-free, we have a high chance of winning the game. That means Antonio Gibson, please put the fumbles away. It happened in the last game. You know what I'm saying? Just focus on being better. You know what I'm saying? Focus on protecting the ball. Heineke, focus on not throwing interceptions. And so far, he has not thrown a lot of interceptions in the game that he's played. So that's something that I'm looking forward to. You know what I'm saying? Then – uh, hail to the Washington football team. He says, get to Daniel Jones. We talked about that, Brian. That's a major key for the football team. If we can get to Daniel Jones, get him rattled, we can create some turnovers, some takeaways. That's definitely going to help the chances of the football team winning this game. Um, then Rachel says, create and capitalize on turnovers. What I, I mean, same thing. Everybody has that theme of playing mistake-free, creating turnovers. Those are recipes to win in the game. It says stop the Giants on third down. That's something that we could not do last week. We got to stop the Giants on third down. If we can't stop the Giants on third down, I'm going to go crazy. I'll be eating my wings. I'm not going to throw my <laughs> wings, but I'm going to be – I'll throw the bone. I'll throw the bone because I paid for my wings. But I'm going to be kind of mad if we can't get off the field on third down. It's so frustrating. And then – do not settle for field goals. So, Rachel, great, great points, great, great keys to the game. Definitely. Like I said, we need at least 21 points to beat the Giants, and we need to keep the Giants under 20 points. So, go figure. You need at least 21, okay? Uh, I don't want to see a 21 to 20 game. I think that will be too stressful. I'm trying to have a good time, enjoy the game, relax, kick back um, after work. Mr. 211 says, stop the run and get a pass rush. We definitely need to stop the run. I don't care if it's Saquon Barkley. I don't care if it's Booker. I don't care who it is. We got to treat whoever is playing as a top-tier running back. We can't say, oh, because Saquon is limited, we're going to just be lackadaisical on defense. You, that cannot happen. 
And we definitely need to get a pass rush. Like I said, that's been the theme. Get to Daniel Jones. Get to Daniel Jones. Um, Jubs09 says, win the turnover battle. Absolutely. It says, uh, better than 50% on third down conversions on offense and stops on defense. So, yeah, we definitely need to convert on third downs because last week it was like third and out. And then these guys convert on like things like third and 17. That cannot happen. Um, this is uh cancer go bye bye. Hey, I'm so glad that you know you're cancer free. Um, it says uh scoring more points than the other team, obviously <laughs> 21 over 20. That wins the game. <laughs> Football team, <laughs> Eric Phillips says Gibson and a third down defense. So, Brian, you're seeing the theme here. All you have to do is call the Giants coach and tell him that we suck on third down defense i mean that's <laughs> that's been the achilles heel from last year and it's carried over to this year my biggest prayer is defense third and out get these guys off the field run the ball kill the clock time of possessions that's my keys um andy burrows from the dc tweet team podcast he says convert on third down get our big players more of the ball that means terry mclaurin i would love for him to have 15 targets if terry gets 15 targets it increases the chances of scoring more points it's just it's just it's not rocket science it's very simple find creative ways to get the ball throw some screens do just get the ball in his hands um the skins skinny says establish the run check shut down saquon check uh get to jones early check get to the ball in Terry, I get the ball, get the ball into Terry's hands as many times as you can. Obviously, it's going to be tough with their secondary. So there's another guy that's putting respect on y'all secondary because, like I said, I mean, I don't take the Giants defense lightly. I mean, you guys have a pretty good defense, pretty solid defense. So, Brian, any last remarks before we go ahead and end this stream? You have the floor. Hey, um, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Anxious to see, you know, how they're going to bounce back. It's a short week for us, you know. Well, for both of us, you know, it's a short mm -hmm. week. Um, I think it was a disappointing loss, especially, you know, coming off of, you know, 9-11. You know how that impacted the whole, mm -hmm. you know, uh, New York, you know, metropolitan area. So uh, I think they, need, they, they, they definitely got to make a turnaround right here, you know. And, um, you know, it will be great to kind of get our first win in, in the league. So um, hopefully they can go in and pull it out. You know, I, I think it'll be 27-17. Absolutely. 27-17 um, is your prediction. So Giants win by 10. Uh, my prediction is the Washington football team win the game, obviously, 24 to 20. I'm going to say 24 to 20. It's going to be closer than what most people think, 24 to 20. Um, I'm hoping we score over 21 points. That's really the hope. <laughs> like, I, I don't know where the offense is going to come from. Uh, last year, Gibson carried us a lot. <laughs> scoring touchdowns, Peyton Barber scored touchdowns. So it seemed like we ran a lot of touchdowns into the end zone last year. Um, red zone offense still scares me. I don't know what to do in those situations. I don't know what we're doing in, in those situations. Um, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, I'm excited for the game. Um, <clears throat> I'm not to the point to where I'm going off on the football team just yet, just because we waited this whole time to get football and football is actually back. And it's a primetime game. Obviously, I want to win. Like, if we lose, I'm going to be pissed off. Like, if we lose the next podcast, I will not be this calm. 
You know, I'm going off on everybody. <laughs> you know how I am, Brian. I'm going off on everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm going off on the coaches. Oh, I'm look, I'm calling every matter of fact, I'm getting on the plane and I'm going to Ashburn. Like me and Daniel Snyder are gonna have a conversation. <laughs> like I hey, everybody's getting it, you know what I'm saying? So you know how I am, man. Like when we make a bad draft pick or something crazy happens, I go off on everybody, man. Matter of yeah, fact, yeah. I fly in there, I fly there in person, uh, you know, head to Ashburn. I already got the code to the door and everything. And then, you know, when I get in there, they try to offer me champagne and things like that. I don't want any of that. Like, let's talk business, man. Let's talk. Let's talk. We're talking business, man. We look, <laughs> we tired of look, look, I've been a fan since 99 and it's been tough. Like playoffs don't come by. Winning seasons don't come by as much. But it's like when you are so deeply enriched into that burgundy and gold. See, it's burgundy and gold until the blood turns cold for me. I can't see me being part of any other organization than um the Washington football team. So it's just, it's it's in my blood and I never thought I'll be doing a Washington football podcast. It just fell on my lap. So I just kind of put the two together. This is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. This is the Back Row Redskins show. I am changing the name. There's still people that are mad that I'm still rocking with the Redskins name. But you know what? Who cares? This is my show. If you don't like it, don't watch it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, don't listen. The reason with the name change, I'm going to say this is going to be the last time I say this on my show. When I took over with the back row Redskins, I mean back row uh, crew in the back row group, I took the Redskins, right? Literally a week after taking over this podcast, the name changes. I've done all the rebranding. I've done all this. I said, man. Changing the name right now and all this momentum that I've built. So then I'm thinking that we're going to get a real name, right? Then they start rocking with the Washington football team. I said, no, we're not going to do the back row Washington football team show. No, we're not doing that. So I'm thinking, okay, by this season, we'll have a name, right? No name. Name is coming out next spring. So that's when the new identity for the podcast, the new name, the podcast is going to be announced whatever their name is if they say this is the washington unicorns and this is hey the back row unicorn show <laughs> okay whatever the name is going to be it's going to be fans who love it fans who don't love it like there's really no name that you can pick that you're not gonna get clown like you got the giants you got the midgets you got the shorties you got the you got the uh the eagles you got the pigeons fly pigeons fly I mean, you got the cowboys you got the cowgirls <laughs> so any name that's picked you're gonna get roasted you know what i'm saying so uh this is the back row redskins show um got my guy brian haskins on the show this is the talking sports with manny youtube channel you guys, please like, please subscribe, please share. Hey, Brian, tell the people, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Hey, you can find me on uh, Instagram. Um, just do my search name, Brian Haskins on there, Brian Haskins Sr. Um, or Brian H underscore SR for senior. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be getting with Manny more offline everything. And uh, hopefully we'll get some more, uh, you know, Pod, podcast shows and everything like that going on, man. So we can get a lot of this, uh, this uh, <laughs> NFC East talking. And yes, sir. Like that yes, sir. On, so, hey, you know, the, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the next time we do this, man, we're definitely gonna have a a Dallas fan come on, and we're gonna have the Eagles fan come on and just have a NFC hey, East roundtable. We, we, we've talked Nate. about it. We can get we've Nate on here. 
Hey, we got to get Nate on here. I think that's going to be funny. <laughs> I think that's going to be funny. I've tried to get David on here. Uh, you know, he's a big Cardinals fan, but he keeps running away uh, from this uh, sports talk. But it's all good. I got to get Pops on here, talk some, some Alabama football. Yep. I got to get RJ on here, too, man. So it's just good to kind of get the fam on here. And uh, yeah, I had definitely. Nick on yesterday. He did good. You know what I'm saying? Little weave, you know what I'm saying? Doing uh -huh. his thing. So, yeah, we had fun. And uh, I think I shared this on my Facebook page. Um, so it's on my personal page. Um, it's in the Smack Talk, NFL Smack Talk um, Facebook page as well. It's on Twitter, and it's also on YouTube. You guys follow me on uh, at TS with Manny on Twitter, TS with Manny on Instagram, Talking Sports with Manny on Facebook, and obviously Talking Sports with Manny on YouTube channel. Please go in there, subscribe, please share the whole nine. And I am offering a membership to my YouTube uh, uh, subscribers. You guys can click and see what membership is best for you. Uh, we're going to have some great stuff coming up, some giveaways, uh, some great things, some contests and things of that nature. So be sure you guys are tuning in, whether it's a fantasy show, whether it's a uh, football team show, whether it's a Lakers show for the Lakers fans and things of that nature. So I will catch you guys on the next episode. We are out. Yes, sir.